Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Portions of the show may be previously recorded. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. My friends, today we're going to talk about commitment. Big word, important issue. I ask this question, is being committed enough? And I say, no, it's not. In fact, I would say some of the biggest problems you have in life is your commitment to things that don't make sense. The commitment to things that don't work. The commitment to things that do work, but the work brings you the wrong outcome. I mean... Today, that's what we're going to cover. And I'm going to start with this premise. You are, at this moment, as successful as you are because of your commitments. So you've committed to certain things that have allowed you to become X. Now, you notice I didn't say X successful. Because someone could think their life successful and someone else could look at that life and say, man, you're just, you're living a life of quiet desperation. You just don't get it. You have no idea what the possibilities for your life are and how you're living this life of quiet desperation and not knowing it is a really sad situation. Now, commitments are powerful things, and commitments change lives or can change lives. 
What I'm here to tell you today, or not tell you because that sounds wrong, let's say I'm here to share with you today (laughs) that commitments can be as devastating for you as they are positive for you. How so, Dell? Well, let's first of all realize that you could first of all be committed to something that just doesn't work. And you could be totally committed to it. And just because you're totally committed to that which does not work doesn't mean it's going to work. There's one that pops in my head right away because I was just watching it on the news, and that's the Democrats' commitment to a fair legal system to where they want to defund the cops. Now, they were committed two years ago to defunding the police of all kinds. And they followed through. They were massively committed as the politicians ran on the issue. And what did it do? It destroyed the country. They were committed. They stood their ground. They never faltered for a second until they realized that that commitment worked. It worked. I shouldn't say worked. It succeeded. It succeeded in destroying the country and creating the highest crime rate since I've been alive, ever seen. So there's a commitment that's working in the wrong direction. That's an obvious one. That one only took a year or two to figure out was wrong. And the whole country is seeing it's wrong. Let's take one that's not so obvious. In fact, let's take a bunch of them that are not so obvious because it's the not so obvious ones that put us in the situation we're in. It's the ones we live by. And so there's a lot of conservative. Now, you've just heard me beat down a liberal idea or shake it out or whatever you want to say. Let's talk about conservative ideas. And one of the first conservative ideas that you were ever taught was that you have to go to school. You have to go to school. you got to be committed to getting up every day and going to school. Next thing is, if you want to get ahead in this world, which you may not, I mean, you've got to be committed to go to school or you're going to be in trouble. Truant officer. But the next commitment is you'll actually do something in school. You'll try. You'll try to get at least C's so you can get by, so you don't get harassed by your family. You don't get harassed by society for being an idiot. You can't even get C's. You're a dummy. So there's a commitment to try to at least be halfway. What's the word I'm looking for? That's not even a good way to explain it. To be normal, to be mediocre. There, that's a better word. There's there's this commitment to at least be mediocre in what you do in life. And then some people, because their parents drive them to this belief, they believe you've got to succeed in school. You've got to get good grades. That's imperative to the success of your life. And so that becomes a commitment to these kids, a massive commitment. So 
they go on and they have this commitment to school. And then that commitment leads to you've got to go to college. And you've got to go to college as a commitment. And you got to get good grades in college. No, you got to get mediocre grades in college just to stay in college, or your parents will pull you out. Now you're paying for school. They're going to pull the plug. So you got to get at least mediocre grades. And then you commit to having good grades because you want to get ahead or you want to get into a master's class or a doctoral or some kind of a, a specialty field. So you commit to the studying, education, and so on. And when you get through with all of this schooling commitment, you get all the way through. Remember, you've been committed since you were five years old to this process of going to school. When you come out the other side, your commitment has led to what? The exact same thing a person who didn't go to school gets, which is called a job. You have committed your entire youthful life towards preparing yourself for a job that you can work at for the next 40 years of your life. And now it's 50 or 60 years of your life because you used to retire at age 60, but now most people are retiring at 70 some even later. And so this commitment has led to what? It has led to a life of mediocrity. It's led to you getting up every day and getting in the car and driving hours of miserable traffic, getting into your little cubicle, and I call it cubicle hell, cubicle prison. Just like a prisoner in a jail, you get up every day at the same time, they wake you up, they feed you, they stick you in a cell, and you stay there. Maybe they let you out for an hour for exercise. Maybe your boss lets you out for lunch. Then you go back to your cubicle from hell, your little prison cell, cubicle prison cell, and you toil away for the rest of the day. And then you get out of there and you get in your car and you go through this traffic hell to get home. And all this beauty in your life, all this wonder in your life, this from Six in the morning till six o'clock at night you spent getting all this done is a commitment. It's a commitment to work, to pay for yourself and your family to survive. It's a commitment. And you think, what is the alternative to the commitment? And I will tell you that my wife gets up at 10 or 11 o'clock every day, maybe we does an hour or two on the computer, maybe four at the most, I don't know. Um, and then she's do whatever she wants to do. And I do even less than she does because I have no commitment to time to work. Working isn't a commitment for me. Completing tasks are important to me, but not working itself as a commitment. We'll be right back with the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Retiring America, one person at a time. This is the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Now, more unconventional wisdom from your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we're discussing the fact that being committed isn't enough to su- create success. The problem is, in many cases, you're committed, but you're committed to the wrong things. And I'm just pointing out today in this show a bunch of things that people are committed to. Uh, one of the ones, I'll go back to being a child again, is that remember when your parents used to tell you you got to eat everything on your plate? I remember I couldn't get up from the, the supper table until I ate everything on my plate. Do you realize that people... We eat way more food, probably four or five times as much food as our body actually needs. Um, but it all starts with shoving food down kids' throats. And the other thing is the people up there that are trying to sell you stuff came up with a food pyramid, and they've got us eating this massive amounts of carbohydrates, which has created a, a nation with the highest incident of ins- uh, what do you call it, diabetes in the world. And obesity, we have the most obese country in the world right now. It's because of the dietary uh, scenario that was put upon us as youth from our parents who picked it up from advertising. And, you know, you go back and you watch these TV shows about the food that made America great. It's all junk food. It's all garbage that America figured out how to create fast food. And fast food is unhealthy food. And it has a lot of salt and fat and sugar and whatever that makes it taste good. So you want to eat a lot more of it than what your body really needs of it. So what happens is you get committed to eating three meals a day. You get committed to, you know, all these different dietary habits. And then they destroy you. You you wake up at 40 years of age and you're sick. You wake up at 50 and you're almost dead. Bad commitments. But you've committed to that dietary plan your whole life. You would not change your dietary plan because you're eating what mama taught you to eat. Now, part of it's preferential because you're used to eating it, tastes good to you, whatever. But it's a commitment to that food group, that food, that dietary plan that you've picked for yourself. And look at yourself in the mirror right now. How many of you can look in the mirror right now and say, I'm happy with what I've got. I'm comfortable with what I've got. I don't care what age you are. Are you truly comfortable with the way you look? Would you take your shirt off, put on a pair of shorts, and go out on the beach and run around and be happy? Or would you be uncomfortable with the way you look? Okay. Now, let's take it one step further because being an ex-bodybuilder, the the look and the feel and the comfort, that's something that 
I relate to, but I'll tell you what I've related to now that I'm older and I'm not a bodybuilder for a long time, is that I look at obese people and I say, man, that's uncomfortable. I really feel sorry for them, to be honest with you. This is not, I'm not body shaming them because I was fat when I was a little kid. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying is, can you imagine how uncomfortable that would be to look like that and only looking that way because it's a visual thing you can imagine, but you can't imagine what it feels like to weigh that much, to have that kind of uncomfortable body that clothes don't fit comfortably to. Uh, I do. I've been there. I understand what it's like, and it's a miserable, miserable life. But people are committed to that because to be that big, you think about this. I'm six foot tall, 225 pounds. I'm 65 years old, and I've cut my workouts down to next to nothing. And I'm still, the girl was, you know, the other day we were in the bar, and she was like, God, I can't believe what kind of shape you're in. I go, touch my abs. My wife says, yeah, touch him. Boom, hard as a rock. The point I'm making here is I'm 65 years old and I barely exercise, but I just watch my diet, don't do crazy stuff, and I do a moderate amount of exercise. And your body naturally stays fit that way. You have to actually do something to your body to get it to not be fit, or conversely, you can do nothing with your body and you end up with results. But all of this are commitments that you've made to your life. So let's talk about some other commitments I wanted to get to. Let's talk about what's really important financially. Do you remember the commitment of paying off your home? Why do people commit to paying off their home? Well, there's a psychological answer behind that. And the answer is, well, uh, I don't have any idea how I'm going to save any money or invest in anything to become successful. At least when I get to be 65, 70 years of age, I will have paid up my home for 30 years and I will have paid it off. The theory is when I was growing up is buy the largest home you could possibly afford because you're going to struggle to make the payments no matter what they are. And by the time you get it paid off, then you'll have the largest asset you've ever had in your entire life. And that's a good thing, except that it's not. Because all that money you're throwing into that house to pay it off could have been used to invest and make you rich. So we'll look at this from a different point of view. Ask yourself, how much money did that house pay you today? How much did it pay you this month, this year? The answer is nothing, nothing, nothing. A home, a personal home you live in, is pure consumption. You own it to consume that asset. The money you're using up is the age and the wearing out of the house right? The property taxes and the insurance costs, the maintenance and repair costs, that's all cost, 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 cost. There's nothing good about that. Now, just because you pay off a mortgage on it doesn't mean anything because that money you have tied up in it, that equity is dead equity. It's not earning you a dime. So you might have a $500,000 house earning you nothing where I have a $500,000 investment that's earning me 50 to $100,000 a year. And I'm retired because of it, and you're paying for house notes because of it. Personal residents should not be paid in full. Number two, the 401k. You're committed to contributing to the 401k. It's an amazing concept because it doesn't work. It's been proven they, they created it because the stock market was crashing and they wanted to get you to start putting money all the time in the stock market. So they created the 401k so people could put it in there and defer the taxes on the money. But the reality is, is that it's been in place now for many years, and it's proven that it's not a viable retirement plan. It will not retire you. 
And the other thing is, during that entire time, well, I have rent houses who pay me rent payments, and I get positive cash flow, positive cash flow, positive cash flow, positive cash flow. I get appreciation, appreciation, appreciation. I get tax benefits, tax benefits, tax. What do you get? You get to pay into a 401k every month. You're not seeing any money. You're not seeing any gains. It, it may go up in value, but like right now, the stock market's been down every single week for the last three or four weeks. You're not seeing that. You're not seeing the market is crashing around you right now. And so it was a bad decision, but it was a commitment you made. You signed up for it and said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put the money in there. That's how we're going to save some money for retirement. But it didn't work. It doesn't work. Won't work. You're not going to be able to retire with the 401k. So no matter how committed you are to a 401k or committed to an IRA or committed to any other type of retirement savings plan, a retirement savings plan is most likely in the very high percentile range of possibilities not going to be able to retire you. But it's a commitment. It's a commitment you made, right? So now think about that. Are all commitments good? Some are great, others are moderately great, some are poor, some are terrible. We'll take a short break here in a minute, and when we come back, I want to talk about some more major commitments in your life that might not have turned out the way you thought they would. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about commitments and how they can be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on if you pick the correct commitments. And that I was suggesting that from the very beginning of the show that your success is directly related to your ability to pick the right things to commit to. Many of us, now, let me say this first off. There are people out there that are not committed to anything. They are the type A personalities that bounce off the wall like a ping pong ball. Uh, you couldn't get them to commit to anything for a day or two or three in a row. But for those of us that are type B personalities that get up every day and are committed, we stick to something and we don't give up and we just, you know, drive and drive and drive and drive. And but what I'm trying to say to you is you don't know the end result. And because of that, many times you commit through a bunch of stuff that's just really painful thinking there's something on the other end that would be very beneficial for you to do, right? 
But like I've just said, paying off your home doesn't do that. 401k and IRA don't do that. How about going to work for the rest of your life? College education didn't get you really what you wanted. You really didn't want to go to work for the rest of your life. So these major commitments you've made in life, then how did they work out? And so then you look at situations that get even more personal. You get like marriages and you marry the first girl you fall in love with or the first guy you fall in love with. And, you know, you put all your money and your life and your savings and your plans and your dreams and maybe even have some kids. And then you wake up and go, well, I'm committed to the wrong person. This person's not committed to me. Uh, the commitments are wrong or what we're committed to. I'm committed to being a dominant husband and she's committed to being a dominant wife and those two don't go together or whatever. But the commitment was made before it was ever really thought through, before it was ever really researched. You commit to having kids and I won't even go into how blessed having kids could be or how absolutely insane having kids. I will share with you this. You know, I'm 65 years of age. My kids are long gone. We've, we're working on grandkids right now. And grandkids are just a blessing because you love them, love them, love them, spoil them, and then send them home. But we've got kind of the empty nester situation going on here. And we used to have 10 cats, and we lost five of them. And my wife found this stray dog, and the dog was just loving his company. And all of a sudden, you know what? We've always had cats. I've had a few dogs in my life, but, you know, I forgot what it was like to have a dog that just loves you, follows you everywhere you go. You know, you know you're, you're the greatest for a dog. And I've always wanted to have a husky my whole life. And I, every wife I've ever been married to, everybody I've ever lived with said, you can't have huskies. They shed. They're this or that, blah, blah, blah. It's too hot in Texas to have huskies, whatever. So we went to the dog store and I said, I'm going to get me a husky. And my wife fell in love with one, too. So I got one, she got one, we got husky twins, or they're not twins. Uh, one's a husky and one's a palm, palmski, which is a husky breeded with a palmski to keep it smaller. And we brought those things home, and my gosh, it's like raising inf- baby infants again. I mean, every you got to get up all night long and take care of them. And the commitment to get up every day at 6 o'clock in the morning and then take them out and you know, walk them and, and then feed them and water them and take care of them and play with them. And then they want to come in the house because it's too hot. And then they want to go back out because they're too bored. And it's this, it's that. And on and on and on until 10 o'clock at night when we put them down and they're just, they're just nonstop. And you can just hear it in my voice, can't you? I've committed to something that I've sat down with myself. And I think I even mentioned my wife on day. I said, you know, I paid for this. I paid to have these dogs. I paid for this trouble. And you say, well, Dell, why are you doing? Why are you putting up with the pet poop? And there's pet poop. And they've torn up my lawn. They tear up your furniture. They tear up everything. And you say, well, because it's love. They're going to give you lots and lots of love. Boy, is it worth it to get to the love? Is somewhere down the line, is it worth the love gets to where it's not so painful anymore? And that's like what a bad marriage is. Hey, and every once in a while we have fun together, but man, the rest of the time it's just miserable. You make these commitments that ruin your life. They just ruin your life from morning to nighttime, day after day after day after day, right? So what's another one? A lot of guys go, you know what? I'm tired of working for the man. I'm going to go out and start my own business. I was talking to this guy. Yesterday, was delivered some stuff to my house. He was a truck driver. And he was talking about how he started a couple small businesses. And, you know, the small business thing is cool. I said, did you make any money? Yeah, I made some money. I said, well, why did you stop doing it? Well, because I had to work and work and work and work. And then my kids, you know, were going to school and they had 
events I had to go to, and I couldn't go to the events or anything. So I had to let the small business go. And what he's really saying is the small business not only didn't make him enough money, it didn't make him enough money to quit his truck driving job. His truck driving job was the main gig. Working on the side didn't work. Whereas passive investing, I was working 12 hours a day, six days a week, and I was buying rent houses. Didn't bother me at all. They were no hassle at all. I buy them, put a tenant in them, boom, I'm gone. I'm working 12 hours a day in the health club from 9 in the morning to 9 at night. From 9 o'clock at night till 10 o'clock at night, I'm working out as a bodybuilder. Then I'm going home, getting some sleep, eating something, going to bed, and getting back up the next day and doing it all over again six days a week. And there were no hassle in these rent houses comparatively to, like, this guy in these, you know, little businesses where you work. Guy came up to me one time and says, I have a turnkey business. I said, what does that mean? He says, says, if I don't get up this morning, go in there and turn that key, there's no business. And I said, well, that's interesting. And I pulled out my keychain. I have no keys. I own 27 different companies. And in those 27 different companies, I own probably 35 different businesses that I own inside of different companies. And I have no keys to any of them because I have no job. If you look at the org chart, my name is CEO, whatever that means. I don't even know what CEO means. Ceases to ever operate anything ever again. I guess that's what CEO means, uh, because I don't do anything on a daily basis. Yeah, I create the companies. Yeah, I orchestrate the plan, but I don't do the operations. I like that. CEO cease to ever operate again. I got to write that one down. So as you go through these things, you start look at these commitments you've made in life and you see that, okay, I'm still working because I made a commitment to go to school to get a job and I have to live up to that and don't want to waste all that college education and quit my job. Okay, so I'm committed to a job. I'm committed to a wife and a family, even though we got challenges with the family or I got challenges with kids. And by the way, I had some challenges in marriages. And at first marriage, the wife just was completely lost and wanted to go back home with mom, wasn't ready to be married. We broke up after a year. No hard feelings. She just wasn't ready to move away from mom and I worked too much and she didn't like that. She wanted me there to be a home hubby like her father was. The The second wife was a complete lunatic and so I had to cut that off. I, I didn't realize it. I mean, she was fun. She was a partier. But when I was working 12 hours a day, six days a week, her fun and partying were being done with her and somebody else. And boom, all of a sudden we woke up one day and she had a problem. And, uh, you know, she had to go take care of the problem and I had to go on with my life type of a thing. So, you know, you, you make some commitments that are, that are challenged and some people will never break those commitments. Sometimes when you have made a wrong commitment, you need to break that commitment like your dietary plan. Maybe you need to break that dietary plan and come up with a different one. Maybe your exercise plan isn't working. You need to break that commitment to what it is, whether it's to commit to never exercise or I'm committing to the wrong type of exercise. I find myself, um, the other day I was finding I was doing so much aerobics, riding the bike so much that my body was becoming aerobically strong, but muscularly weak and I started losing muscle tissue and I started feeling worse than actually when I should. So I just stopped biking. I stopped all cardiovascular work. My muscles filled back out again. My energy levels came back and I felt a lot better. So then I started lifting weights again and then my muscles started to fill out even more and I felt even better and stronger. 
Now, if you keep doing that, I will get to the peak on the other end and go, okay, now I'm 65 years old. I've gotten back into muscular shape, but it hurts. My shoulders hurt. My legs hurt. My knees hurt. My back hurts. And I need to go back to some cardiovascular because I'm getting, I'm gaining too much weight. I'm getting a little too heavy. You see what I'm saying? You got to be able to control your commitments and not let your commitments control you, right? And so a person in control of their life, being committed to things is a good thing. But being committed to the wrong things, like paying your house off, being committed to a 401k, these kinds of commitments are the wrong kinds of commitments. And when we get back, we're going to take a break, but when we get back, what I want to share with you is I'm going to show you how you can take a commitment that you believe to be a good commitment, but the approach to the commitment is wrong and how you can turn the approach around and make the commitment work. I'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. Got a question? Call 855-497-4DEL. That's 855-497-4335. Or email Dell at askdell at l-u-i-n-c dot com. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley. And today we are working on um, our commitments. And before we went to break, I promised you that I'd come back and tell you how you could take some commitments that appeared to be good commitments or commitments towards things that would help your life, but really turned out to be bad commitments. And the first one I want to cover is paying off all your debts. I had a guy deliver some stuff to my house the other day, and he was asking me all the questions. And one of the examples I gave to him was this example about, because he wanted to pay off all of his debts. He's so worried about paying off all of his debts. And I said, man, you know, don't worry about that. That's not the important thing. The important thing is to have assets. And I said, let me give an example. A guy came to me, he had a truck, he was just, his wife wanted him to pay it off. It was his, you know, his family beating him up to pay it off, get out of debt. And I said, no, don't pay off that truck. You're going to have to pay for a truck every month for the rest of your life, whether you pay it all right now, and then it wears out and you buy another one and pay it all right then, you're still paying. I said, what you need to understand is you need to take the money you have and go buy yourself a rent house. So he went and bought a rent house that cost around $100,000. And um, the the ha- house had a $500 a month positive cash flow, and his truck payment was only like $370 a month, something like that. So he had $130 a month positive cash flow. Now, he went on and bought more rent houses because he got into the hang of doing that. But, hey, let's look now um, 10 years later and what's happened. Well, 10 years later, he still owns the house. And the house is worth $150,000 more than what he paid for it. He made $150,000 because he didn't pay off his truck. So what's his truck situation? His truck situation is that he has long since got rid of that old truck, bought a brand new truck and paying payments on it. And will be paying payments on a brand new truck for the rest of his life. Because every two or three years, he'll do what I do. Every probably three to five years, I trade in my vehicle and get a brand new one again. Uh, because it really doesn't matter. I mean, it's just the cost of driving. And... 
once you get a vehicle that's older, you know, say 5, 10, 15 years old, then you start having repairs, and then you ask yourself, is it worth it to have the repairs? Somewhere in that, that age range thing, you figure it out where you want to be, uh, depending on what kind of car you want to drive. But what I'm saying is you don't want to go pay the car off. You want to go buy assets. Let the assets pay the car off. Then at the end, you will always have the assets. In this guy's case, he bought one house, then two houses, then three houses. So now he's got like $1,500 a month positive cash flow. Uh, his truck payment is still only three or $400 a month, you know, and he's got a brand new truck. So it was a stupid idea to pay off the truck. I'm going to give you one that's even bigger than that. What if you, instead of giving your kids the money to go to school, do what uh, Mr. Boriak did. He uh, told his son, look, I will give you an option. I've got some money here that we sort of saved away to put the kids through college, you and your brothers and sisters. And uh, we had anticipated getting you guys through college somehow, but I'm going to give you an opportunity. Would you rather start your own business and or would you rather go to college? And the kid thought about it for a second. He said, I think I'd rather start my own business. Why? Well, his dad had started his own business. His grandfather had owned his own business. So his grandfather was an entrepreneur. His dad was an entrepreneur. And by the way, a very successful one. And his grandfather was successful. And so he says, you know, it's in, it's in the blood. I'm going to go ahead and start a business. So he did. He came to Lifestyles. His dad took him to Lifestyles. He learned how to do this. Bought a couple houses for practice. Bought a small apartment complex. Went over there and ran it. Uh, was the manager for a while on site so that he could learn how to do it all. And then he got all this practice and everything and went on and uh, bought himself a large apartment complex with other investors, a syndication. And he made his syndicated partners millions and millions of dollars of profit. In fact, the $200,000, which his dad had saved aside to put him into college, instead was put into the apartment complex. His dad got back somewhere around $800,000 for that $200,000 investment. And uh, I kid people all the time. I say, you know, if you're going to invest in your kid to go to college, shouldn't you get a 10% return on your money for the rest of their life since you're investing in their future? Uh, shouldn't you get a future return on the investment? And they go, ah, 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 and they think it's funny. This guy didn't think it's funny. He made millions by helping his kid get started in business. Secondary part of the story. The kid went to school at night. Got a college degree anyway. Uh, because getting a college degree is ridiculous. But the bottom line is, what does a teacher do? They read one chapter ahead of the student, create some questions, and ask the questions. Most teachers are not successful enough that they could go out and do anything in this world that would create any kind of success other than getting paid by the government. If you believe that your teachers have what it takes or even college professors have what it takes to teach you how to be successful in this world, then you're making a very large mistake. Now, does that not mean you want to go to college? No, you might want to go to college. The, the, the breadth of stuff that can be studied, the, the knowledge, um, you might want a professor can answer questions for you that's, you know, Sometimes the problem in life is you don't even know the questions to answer. So I'm not saying school is useless. I'm just saying it doesn't do what you think it does. You think getting a college degree is literally going to make you rich. It is not. It is going to make you either an employee or a college professor. <laughs> One of the two or whatever. The bottom line is you're not going to be rich doing either of those things, right? So it's just not working out. Now, you can take issues like this and you can turn them around 
and make them work for you can take a commitment. Like I had a guy that was was committed to starting a church. And I said, okay, you know, you're wanting people to put up the money, right, to start this church. Why don't you do this? Why don't you get your family and friends to put up the money to go buy an apartment complex? The apartment complex make you ten or $20,000 a month, and you could take that money and run the church with it. Sure enough, the guy did it, and it worked. Uh, I've seen doctors, same thing. I said, why don't you buy a piece of real estate? Instead of working all the time as a doctor, why don't you buy the piece of real estate, move your, into your practice, let your practice move into the building, and hence, you get the money from the real estate. Either way, folks, remember this. It's not just the money, it's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.